Hey guys, it's Nino again. So starting again with something from musician and composer and philosopher, really, Robert Fripp, he states, any fool can play something difficult, but to play something simple requires skill. That statement has haunted me for quite some time in a beautiful way, both as a musician and an artist in general. Any fool can play something difficult, to play something simple requires skill. When you stop and think about that, like what does that mean? Well, specifically in music and performing music on instruments, um, what it means is that you can do something, you know, that's uh, impressive to watch and hear on your instrument. Perhaps it's very fast or complicated in some manner. And it sounds complicated. Even the non-musician can recognize that it's complicated in some manner. Could be just so fast, because the performance could be so fast that even the non-musician goes, okay, that clearly requires skill and requires some, you know, dedicated practice to play at that speed or whatever the case may be. This is most evident in drum solos and in piano recitals of really fast pieces. Non-musicians are particularly impressed by that for, you know, the sole reason that they're a performance thing, right? But while that takes practice, no question about it, the thing is, is that even an accomplished, practiced musician can fail at playing something simple. And the way, the reason why that can happen, as it sounds almost impossible, how can you slam through ridiculously fast, blazing, complicated piano recitals, but can't do a simple, you know, something basic and, and, and very rudimentary music-wise? And it comes down to, well, what we've always talked about, intent. And that intent in this case is the feel. It's the, the expression behind it. We can get so wrapped up in the technical and the, the production and the execution of our art that we lose sight of the simple. And the simple is often where the sincerity lies. It's not to say the comp complexity is, is lacking in sincerity, but we do find ourselves in situations from time to time where a complicated piece of art that we have to do a lot to produce, whether we intended to or not, or it's just the nature of it, we we sometimes will lose um, sight of what's, what's really important, the the feel of it, the, the, the mood, the expression, the emotion and the energy behind it. We get so bogged down on the technical details that we lose that. It can happen in music. It can happen in any type of visual art, including photography, any art at all even speaking um, and in writing, whether it's fiction or nonfiction, et cetera. It, it can just happen. Any type of human expression in an artistic manner, we can do that. We can get lost in the technical. And when you do, you lose the simple. And what happens is that when that becomes a systemic problem in your art creation, that you are hyper-obsessed with the technical, hyper-obsessed with the difficult and the complex, and you might even be good at it, that the simple now eludes you. When you first started, the simplest of, of accomplishments was an exciting thing for you, presumably, because you were new. Going back to a conversation we had about being novice or an amateur, everything's exciting. Everything is hopeful. You get so excited about the simplest thing. And not everything that you do as a novice is always garbage. I mean, we all have to start somewhere. We're misguided. But when we have those beautiful moments of a simple accomplishment that's beautiful, wonderful, fulfilling, um, whatever, and it's simple, we went, you know, we were so dedicated and committed to that at the time 
that it was it was a beautiful cathartic feeling. Later, we get more advanced, we get more technical, we know how to accomplish just about anything in our field, and we lose sight of what's simple. And what so Fripp was trying to say is that, you know, any fool can play something difficult. That is, you can practice something enough until you can do it. Whether it's a guitar or another instrument, you, you can. You can practice it enough if you do it enough. It, that statement can even be extended to how you play your instrument. For example, I'm right-handed, therefore I play a right-handed guitar. If I play a left-handed guitar, like the one that belongs to my son, uh, it is it is an interesting rediscovery because it's like, I know how to play guitar, but I don't. <laughs> but the truth is, if I stuck to it, I can learn how to play left-handed on a left-handed guitar. It would be uh, tedious, to say the least. And um, but that's another discussion for another time, relearning. But I could do it. So that's what he's trying to say. Any any fool, he's kind of being flippant there. Any fool can learn something, can you know play something difficult, can do something difficult with enough practice. But where the skill comes in is in the simple, right? That's where the skill comes in because that skill is not technical skill. It's an understanding from within of where you are as an artist, what your intent is and what you're trying to express. When you are in tune with that, when you are not at odds with your purpose as an artist, when you understand what you're at least trying to do in a sincere way, that is simple generally. You are trying to express something. And in the simplest, simplest gesture, you can make a difference with your art, whether it's just entertain somebody or move them and, and inspire them in some manner. There's a lot you can do with simplicity. We see this all the time. I'm going to go back to music because we see it all the time in music. There are outrageously complicated uh, jazz pieces, classical pieces, uh, progressive rock pieces that are musically complicated, often even extended 8, 10, 12, 15, 20, 30 minute pieces of music that are difficult to digest for the average listener. And they're complicated musically and lyrically, perhaps, and melodically, harmonically, more complicated in ways that it's almost unimaginable compared to, you know, a hit pop song or a hit rock song by any, any, any artist you may know that sold a lot of records. Simple often speaks to most people. And it's not just about selling records, but when the simplicity involves sincerity, that's usually when you win because now you're making your art accessible to more, more of a common denominator. Complicated, difficult to digest art has its place. And I enjoy that quite a bit, both in music and visual art. But regardless, when you forget, if you will, how to express yourself in a sincere manner, then it really shows itself, I should say, when you attempt the simple. When the simple doesn't work anymore or doesn't work at the level you want it to, or even if you don't even realize that it's not working, it's because there's some sincerity missing. Complex, it's difficult to lose sincerity in it. It's difficult to understand and process the sincerity in it. When something is ultra complex, it can be there, but sometimes it gets buried, even when it's not there or even when it is there, but when it's not there, which is more common, it's hard to even notice that. But when something is simple, that requires a skill of understanding yourself as an artist, your inner voice as an artist, to express yourself in a way that's sincere, a way that has real meaning to you and is expressed in some manner. That's why some people, whether they realize it or not, people who appreciate art, who not necessarily make the art, look at something and go, I don't know why I love this. 
this is incredible. This, I, I mean, they say things like it draws me in. They say, I can't stop looking at it. And when they say that to the simplest, let's say, portrait, photograph, when they say that, what are they seeing? Are they seeing all the technical? Are they just seeing the subject of the portrait? The person? What is going on in that simple portrait that has people, whoa, like noticing and stopping? What it is, is that sincerity. And you might think, fantastic, you know, but how do I, how do I make that happen? How do I achieve sincerity in my art without making it feel forced or manufactured? And therein lies the skill in question that Robert Fripp was referring to. That skill can be learned and practiced. Sincerity in your art, sincerity in everything that you do begins with a real self-assessment of yourself and where you are. It has nothing to do with other people's opinion of your art. It has nothing to do with your particular skill set or where you're at. It has to do with a self-assessment of your purpose as an artist. What are you trying to do? What do you want to do? It's not always going to be a clear-cut answer. I have X, Y, Z goals. You might, but you also might not. The key is to understand that you do have a purpose, whether you see it or not. And that purpose could be very focused and complicated and, and you know, set with specific goals. Or that focus could be, I'm not sure, but it calls to me. Are you answering that call? Because if you are answering the call of what you're trying to accomplish and you don't fully understand it, at least you're listening to that inner voice. So you're listening to the artist that's there and you're giving that artist some chance to come out. If you're burying that artist um, because of uh, any reason, really, logic or <laughs> practicality or fear, then no, then, then you're going to lack sincerity. And the simplest art that you produce was going to show that at the most. This is why complexity is often a way to hide when there's lacking of sincerity or lacking of a sincere execution. So the skill required to do something simple is often way more difficult to attain, if not impossible to some people, than the skills required to do something difficult or complicated. We said that 87 times just in the last 10 minutes, but I really want to make that clear. If you pause for a minute or a day or a month and think to yourself, what am I doing? What do I really want to do? You're going to have to challenge potentially a lot of things that you might see as established, like my daily schedule, my business, um, you know, plan, my, my business goals, perhaps my personal goals. You may have to challenge yourself as to what, what it is that you really want. Because if you're like, I would do this, except that, you know what, life is stopping me. And there's this reason and there's that reason. I get there are very real reasons in many cases that stop you from doing things, but they shouldn't stop you forever. If that's your art and that's your calling and you really want to express that side of you and it almost hurts to not, you, you got to find a way to bring it forward. And that may require some semblance of sacrifice. And that may require some semblance of understanding from those in your life who presumably know about your art and want to let you express it. We mentioned in a previous episode about the four, you know, qualities of functioning, which were novice or amateur, and then professional or expert. And then we had master and genius. And we, we haven't heard that episode. I recommend you go back and, and check it out so I don't have to repeat everything. But in that, we talked about how becoming a master is uh, a choice that requires dedication and time. 
becoming a genius is not a choice. It is almost a curse and you can, you, you can leverage it and do wonderful things as a genius, but you can also do nothing with it. Mastery, becoming a master is intentional. Genius, you just are. And the question is, are you going to do anything with it? Well, both require a certain type of discipline that are, you know, kind of opposed to each other, I guess. They're a little bit diametrically apart. Uh, ma being a master requires steady, consistent commitment and life commitment to your art, to your creation, and a, a almost spiritual commitment on the long term. And then succeeding as a genius is an issue of getting discipline because you have been, if you will, gifted with so much. And now you have to make sense of it and you have to have enough discipline to become a master. That's not to say the master is the top tier. I'm not trying to uh, set any other episode. I am not trying to make this, make this about linear or a step up or a step down. The only thing on the bottom is novice. But they both require a certain discipline and understanding that often sincerity and execution is the, the most difficult thing. Uh, masters usually understand this because they've been through it all and they have time on their side of all the mistakes that have been made and all the attempts that have failed them and all the successes and they can recognize both. Geniuses, especially younger ones, tend to not understand as easily. It will come with time, with the right effort and with the right guidance, um, but a genius might be so focused on expressing themselves in a technically complicated and untouchable manner that no one else can do, but they get so wrapped up in the execution because that part is, it's important to them and it's vital to them to be able to execute their art so proficiently. That's what geniuses are blessed to be able to do and quickly. But what they might lack initially or potentially for a very long time is understanding the simplistic nature of sincerity in what they're doing. You can absolutely be a genius at something and execute it brilliantly and still kind of miss the mark on the sincerity behind it if you aren't paying attention, if you aren't really looking into yourself and discovering yourselves. Geniuses' minds are very interesting because they don't always understand themselves. Uh, geniuses are often neurodivergent in some manner and they deal with that. And, you know, I don't like labels. I don't like labels at all. I don't like to tell people that they're this or that or whatever. But, you know, genius is often misunderstood, um, though sometimes it's very, you know, sort of even keel and, and calm. And this person is clearly a genius. And and there's nothing about it that most people would consider subversive or, or odd, you know. But a lot of times geniuses are subversive and odd. And that's fine. Still, understanding that sincerity is where the art shines. That is the hardest part about it. Because while, think about it again in music, but you can also cite all the other artists as well. Art that stands the long-term test of time generally has some perceived sincerity behind it. I say perceived because if we look at a piece of art or an artist from 250 years ago, we don't have any eyewitnesses who can tell us anything about it or that person or the, the people around that person. Not really. We have all kinds of documentation, potentially, depending on the region of the world, but we don't really have any eyewitnesses. No one remembers it. So the sincerity is assumed. It's persisted this long. There must be something sincere behind it is our assumption. And you know what? There often is. Music that comes in and out and disappears quickly it is a product of marketing and, and record labels and all that. It definitely is, both good and bad. 
But at the same time, the music that persists, the music that moves us in the long term and, and changes the world is generally the sincere music, not always just the fun music and, you know, the, the, you know, easy to listen to music, the hip music of the era. <laughs> what does Bowling for Soup say? I'm so old that I use words like hip when I say unhip. Anyway, um, <laughs> showing my age there on that one. Either way, sincerity usually wins the day. And it doesn't mean that sincerity cannot be complex. It does not mean that ultimate complexity and, you know, intricate creations cannot be sincere. They absolutely can be. But what Robert Fripp is saying, and I will remind you, when it's stripped down to the simplest execution of your art, when your sincerity is missing, that is when it shows. And that's why it's clear that you don't have that skill of understanding and exploring yourself on a sincere level. And that's why I challenge you to look beyond the technical and the business plans and the the quarterly goals and the client management and blah, blah, blah. Look beyond that into yourself as an artist and really see, what am I doing? If your goal is to, you know, forgive me if this sounds rude, if your goal is to manufacture your art in a large scale and make a lot of money and that's all you care about, the reason why I say forgive me is that it sounds rude, doesn't it? But if that is what you want, if that is your goal and you realize it, and that's it. And you're totally cool with that. And that's exactly what you want. You know what? You're sincere. And in your little part of the world that you do and you control and you serve your customers, they're going to be happy with your sincere approach. If you're trying to tout yourself as something you're not, that's different. But as long as your sincerity, it's a decent bet that you're on the right path that you should be on. When sincerity is lacking, that's when it falls apart. Look inside yourself. Really, really consider, am I doing what I want to do on a sincere level? We take that for granted. We say sincere, we say intent, and we say, you know, honest, and we say all these words freely and let them flow out like water. But are we really? Are we really looking within? It's all related to so much more. Uh, looking at yourself in your in your insides, in your your deepest thinking, that has to do with your artistic expression in the most sincere way is directly connected to a bunch of topics that I am not qualified to talk about. Probably will, but I'm not qualified to talk about. I'm here to tell you about your in, inner artist, your sincere artist inside you. Look for it. Find it. Explore it. It can be learned and practiced. Promise. You just have to be willing to see it. And when you finally figure it out or you start seeing it, you might see some things that need to change. You might start feeling uncomfortable. You might feel intimidated. You might think it's not realistic, but you have to decide how important it is for you to either express yourself the way you want in a sincere manner, doing exactly what you want in a sincere manner, or to, you know, keep doing ultra complicated things that lack sincerity and avoiding the simple ones because you're lost. <laughs>